Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Ben Lake. Um, I'm out here starting this podcast. This will be my first episode. I'm naming it uh, Why We Serve. Um, my goal with um, this entire thing, I'm trying to understand why people serve in the military. Why they signed up, why they stay in, what their goals are what keeps them going or what kept them not continuing service. Uh, Myself, I'm at eight years right now and I really am at a crossroads in my life where I'm trying to figure out, do I, do I want to keep going with this and make it a career full 20, you know, get that, get that uh, retirement or do I want to go um, try to try to fulfill something else, you know, have a more solid home life, all that stuff that we all dream about but we still struggle with daily this you know this is for me a personal endeavor just to get some answers i guess to my own life but then i hope that other people that are listening you can find um some answers into either why you're still serving or why you you know took a different route i have i have a couple buddies i'll probably start off with um you know, they're, they got out after about a four or five year contract. They, uh, they live in my home state, you know, doing, doing their life. And then, you know, right now I'm a, I'm a drill sergeant over at Fort Leonard Wood. So I got a couple people there that are in the midst of their careers as well that I'm hoping to get a couple of good uh, viewpoints from as well as I'm probably, I think going to talk to a couple, you know, privates that just joined, you know, um, all this is in the works. I'm just starting off here today. So I'm going to go kind of over my stuff first, I guess, why I joined. Um, just and just to give a little backstory on my life. So whoever's listening, at least you kind of understand where I'm coming from. Um, I'm 30 years old right now. I was born uh, out in St. Louis, but I spent most of my life out here in a little town called Vienna, Missouri. It's real 500 people. You know, we lived on a this small little deer farm uh that's like a whole thing of itself but um you know spent my time there um real small school uh the goal was always to go to college eventually but you know you get there i may have partied a little too hard you know and not really have my priorities in line for about those first first year i was at a uh, missouri state um I got uh, expelled from there, you know, just didn't, uh, wasn't putting in the effort, screwed around and, um, you know, they said, try again later. So I left there. I found out I could still go. So I went to Ozark Technical Community College and screwed around even more. And between that and trying to cover bills and stuff, it just, it just did not work out. And, you know, this is obviously a progression, right? So you know, you leave out of high school, you think you got the world in the palm of your hand, get smacked down pretty hard when you find out, you know, finances in real life, um, trying to balance that work life, fun life, you know, professional life, whatever, all this stuff kept going, you know, I, I fail at a community college and then I come back to my, my hometown, you know, which most of us who have small towns like this, that's the last thing you want to do when you're 20 years old, if you moved away is have to come back to where it all started you know i got i got the typical manual labor jobs around here that everybody gets you know uh 
um, window manufacturer, Walmart distribution, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, like, you know, just these, these rough jobs that are not a career, you know, they're jobs. So you're just, and maybe they are for some, but you know, it wasn't for me, I guess is what I'm saying. Obviously I saw it as, uh, you know, that, that situation where I need to make some money and that's what I was doing, but saw my life was going nowhere. And, uh, you know, in my head, I'm just like, what am I doing out here? And, you know, thankfully my buddies, two of them, they served right out of, one of them served pretty much right after high school. Another one about a year after one was Navy who served for about four years. I think he'll be my first guest actually, Vince. Um, he served way overseas and then, um, my, in the Navy and then my other buddy, uh, Ryan, who is also from here, he served in the army, um, traveled a little bit not too much he got stationed here actually so he never really i guess he you know he lived in texas for a couple years but he moved back pretty quick so um thankfully you know they would always come back home and they saw me you know and i just like you know what am i doing and they seemed like their life was was pretty solid at that point you know which is funny now coming you know from the inside of it you're like hey you know ain't nobody got their stuff together so i I, you know, I went to recruiter, tried signing up, just checking it out. And at this point in my life, you know, I was, I'm 6'2". I weighed 270, 280 walking around, you know, just a, just a beer drinking Midwest kid, just not, not taking care of myself. And, you know, I go to the recruiter and, but I got a good test score. So I got offered this real awesome gig. Um, it was a, a cryptological analyst where you go to school for it all and stuff and <clears throat> I uh, I was about to ship out for it and I couldn't get clearance you had to get clearance prior to shipping and I could not get it uh, because I had bad credit from all the craziness back in back in my younger days so they were like here's a list of jobs you'll be able to take right now and I'm like okay so I look into it I go um, you know, I think I had like infantry, water craft operator, and then this thing called Seaburn, which is chemical, biological, biological, radiological, and nuclear. It's a Seaburn specialist. So like, you know, all the, you know, back, back in the old days, the, you know, chem attacks, like gas attacks, um, you know, nowadays, a lot of it, you know, the bio threats like anthrax, um, radiological you know like nuclear bombs or dirty bombs that have uh, radiological uh, uh, elements to them you know that's the stuff they say that we're supposed to um, that's like our where the subject matter expert on is how to keep the army safe from that our units and so I was like well that sounds kind of cool and it comes with a civilian hazmat cert so I was like alright I'll take that one and I shipped out for basic you know, let's cut forward a bit, you know, that's a whole different, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole too hard right now of my basic and AIT experiences, you know, but, um, you know, my first three years, I was still private, I joined as a fuzzy, you know, that, which is E1 for people not in the military, you know, it's the lowest rank you can actually start at, and I worked my way up, I got promoted pretty quick, I was making, you know, all the waivers you need to get, um, 
different types of promotions and stuff up to up to specialist i went to the board for my sergeant which is e5 which is you know you're a non-commissioned officer so you get you get a little more responsibility a little more respect from your peers you're in charge of actual people's lives at that point you know taking care of them which you know for me that's like one of my favorite parts of the job is taking care of other people not yourself you know that uh that freaking value of um you know selfless service just helping other people because they need help you know that's that's probably my favorite thing to do at work now um but anyway i you know i get i get to that level at two and a half years i believe or three years which is pretty decently quick and then i um at this point in my life this is also when i get married uh to my wife uh, danielle she was also in for about three years a little maybe a little under i'm not sure she, she was a medic and so we were both active you know with our we uh had our first child pretty quick out the gate and uh you know we're both doing all this stuff and then i get hit with the overseas assignment so that's a whole you know that let's fast forward again because you know that i might talk about it later i might not i don't know but that was a whole thing right i spent a whole year overseas um, with my wife who was with our brand new child and also pregnant having the child halfway through my overseas assignment um so we got after that we got two kids you know i head out to colorado for my next assignment i go to colorado um you know i'm a staff sergeant at this point now i got promoted in route from there and staff sergeant e6 it's you're you're kind of like a they still consider you a junior non-commissioned officer but the staff sergeants of the army and i don't really know about i'm pretty sure marines and navy and air force probably can attest to it as well those staff sergeants kind of run the army not in a sense of making decisions but executing getting shit done getting everything you need um taking care of everybody underneath them as well as trying to make sure that everybody above them uh is accomplishing their task and stuff by by you implementing that across the unit so you know i go hard charging in that unit i'm a new airborne soldier and um then COVID hits and you know that was rough on a lot of people but I, for me actually i got you know i got to stay home pretty much for six months with my with my family uh, in Colorado and I lived out in this little tiny town uh, but it was beautiful I ran all the time out in the, the mountains and stuff I mean I loved it um, but I lost that sense of um, drive you know that I had when I was a private of getting missions accomplished getting work done for people figuring out what to do next now I'm like focusing on my family life you know I got two kids my wife got pregnant again out there so we had our third child in Colorado and, um, you know, we, we got all these kids running around, I'm active duty, you know, and then she, she was going to college as well. So all this mixed in, you know, and then, you know, I got that big break, which was good, but then I got brought up on these drill sergeant orders and anyone around here knows obviously that has served the life of a drill sergeant is very um, rigorous. And I had to prep in my mind for that. Cause I'm like, I'm so used to being off. I was in a unit with a little more, um, like lackadaisical standards i suppose not like uh dirt bags or anything just you know um had a little more fun at work had didn't have to um adhere to everything so rigidly i guess there's a little more leeway 
and it made a very positive environment. But I'm going into this other unit where I'm expected to be like this hard charging, you know, I know the reg, I'm going to take care of all these soldiers. I get over there and, you know, the life is just very crushing at first, you know, 14, 16 hour days. I live an hour away from work. So the commute, all this stuff. And my wife, again, uh, fourth child here. That was my, that's my final one, I swear. Um, but uh, four kids, you know, while I'm doing this drill center stuff, I'm going to school full time. My wife's going to school full time. And I think anyone that's been in for this mid about, you know, I think everybody gets that feeling after about five years. You're like, am I really, do I really want to keep doing this? Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. Like I'm get. I just signed up for a third year so I could, so I could stay with my family. But at the same time, I'm like, do I want to keep doing this? Cause even when I get out of here, you know, rotations to, you know, the, uh, Europe, Korea, some Africa missions, you know, some of these other random places you can end up anywhere. And I'm really trying to figure out in my mind, um, why I'd why don't I want to stay in? Because obviously a lot of us know the reasons why you do stay in at this point, especially with my four kids, you know, I got insurance, you know, it's the, it's the cheapest insurance you can get for that much coverage. It's free. I got, um, you know, free college while I'm in, you know, I use my TA right now. I'm a couple months away from my bachelor's degree. So that's all paid for. No, no money out of pocket. I got, um, you know, a decent enough salary. It's hard to find a freaking job right now that's going to pay me what I make right now um, and cover all the insurance bills and stuff. You know, my wife gets seen by a bit of doctors. My kids get seen by a bit of doctors. And then, you know, me, I'm starting to have injuries myself. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, what, uh, what do I really want to do with it? And I guess my reason for getting out, I already have this house in my, in my hometown with my family near me and stuff. Uh, I guess I'm just real worried about, you know, I think everybody gets that, that anxiousness of if I get out, am I going to be able to keep my lifestyle up with my family, support them? Because that's all I, that's all I freaking care about is making sure that my family is supported and okay. I really want them to be all right. Um, living and we've developed a pretty we're not obviously we struggle here and there but we have a pretty decent life right now and i want to keep that going and make it more positive not not negative as time progresses so i really i'm gonna try to get some questions answered while i do this podcast i think um i'm putting this one out and then i'm gonna do um I'm going to do one with my buddy, uh, Vince, I think sometime this week, so I can really hear his perspective on him getting out, because he has his own situations and stuff, but uh, I hope people will reach out, you know, if um, if you're interested in talking about it, or, you know, you got some pointers for me, or if you want me to talk about something, I 100% am down for it, I just, I wanted to start doing this, because, um, it seems kind of therapeutic, you know, I listen to podcasts and it's, it's nice hearing people discuss what you think about. And I'm just, I'm wanting to get my thoughts out in the air, um, to relieve my mind as well as maybe, you know, get some of y'all thinking as well and get, get your opinions over to me. Cause 
Um, there's a whole lot of opinions on the military right now, I think, especially by those that have served. And, you know, whether you love it or hate it, you know, you got a voice for it. And I'm, I'm here for it. So thanks for listening. I hope I can get some more stuff out there. I hope I can get a better setup, you know, too, for uh, recording. And um, I just, uh, till next time, um, I hope you had a good time listening.